If you look around, you'll see the world can be pretty smart. Okay, very smart. At Capella University, we think education should be smart too. That's why we're reshaping online learning with our FlexPath format. You can set your own deadlines, take classes at your own pace, even leverage your previous experience to move faster. So when it comes to earning your bachelor's degree, you know what kind of choice to make. A smart one. Visit capella.edu to learn more. Capella University. Don't just learn, learn smarter. Welcome back to Pitch the Podium, ladies and gentlemen. This is myself, Somal Arora here. And guess who's back? Yes, indeed, Fernando Alonso, the two-time Formula One world champion, is back in the sport. And he's back with the team with which he won two world championships. Kunal, this is a major, major news that's come in recently. And what a big way to start off the off-season, silly season, you could say. You know, you're right. I never expected, uh, you know, Renault to make such a you know quick decision. But, you know, after uh, Vettel... Uh, Ricardo and Sainz sort of made their moves. It was just the second seat at Renault, which would have you know elicited so much interest. And uh, I'm excited to see Fernando Alonso back in Formula One, much as pretty much everyone is. But of course, you know, uh, knowing that it's Renault, knowing that it's Alonso, uh, there are several questions that need to be asked with regards to their reunion, which is, by the way, as we know, the third time that they are you know joining hands together with the hope to delivering podiums and wins. So I'm I'm pretty excited and I don't know what you have to say, but it's great for Formula One. In this reunion, Formula One as a sport, as a business, stands to gain the most. Absolutely. And your, and your excitement is quite evident with the background that you've chosen today, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, I, I know my brother loves, um, you know, Fernando Alonso. We used to you know, argue time and again, every time Alonso went up against Michael Schumacher. And it's, it's honestly great to see one of the best driving talent in motorsport be back in Formula One. Absolutely. Now, when people think of hardcore aggressive racing, you just can't look beyond Fernando Alonso. And seeing him back in the midfield and trying to extract good performances from a struggling car is going to be quite entertaining. But on the same side, one has to wonder, he's done the same at McLaren as well for quite a few years. And he was quite uh, infuriated and irritated at one point, saying that he doesn't want to be in a midfield team. But he seems to be taking a U-turn and he's back in Renault, who are nowhere close to the top. So, what's in it for Fernando in this case? You know, the, the only thing that one can think of for Fernando is the fact that he's getting to be back in Formula 1. Okay? Uh, there is a lot of hope around Renault and pretty much every other team with the new regulations you know, that are coming in 2022. You know, we've discussed it, it, this in our, in our previous videos. But the fact remains that the budget cap and the sliding scale arrow will sort of help uh, bridge the gap, you know, between uh, the top three teams and everyone else. And, uh, you know, as they say about Fernando Alonso, he is so capable of delivering, you know, results that cars and teams don't otherwise deserve. And, you know, all he needs is half a chance come 2022 when everyone hits reset. And you never know if Fernando is just going to be the guy who lands upon the podium time and again. Absolutely. And of course, his bank balance is going to be quite heavier after this one as well. But let's focus on the plus points for Renault. Although Fernando Alonso is a very, very expensive driver, I mean, we know for a fact that even if he takes a pay cut, which is a rumor for this move, 
he will still be bagging in quite a bit of money. And of course, rumors, of course, the Liberty Media are paying a bit of this to try and fund this through and have a bigger advantage for F1, which, which we shall discuss later in this video. But when you consider it from Renault's point of view, they are getting quite an astute racing driver who can set up cars perfectly. The main question with having younger drivers for Renault, see the likes of Christian Lungard or Guan Yu Zhu, was who's going to set up the car? Because Esteban Ocon is still relatively young. You need that experience statement in the team to try and build up a car from the ground up. And Fernando Alonso is that very driver. But we know he can throw tantrums as well. We know Fernando Alonso has pretty much burned bridges everywhere he has gone. So how, how does Renault handle this sort of situation? And do you think it will be more of a gain for them than a loss as such? You know, I think it will be a gain for them on the technical side of things, you know, with rules remaining standard between 2020 and 2021 and limited development happening, uh, you know, and so on. Uh, you know, one doesn't know how important a driver's inputs are going to be. Of course, Fernando is not going to be driving the 2020 car. So I'm sure when he comes into 2021, it's going to be full focus on the 2022 car. But, you know, coming to how Renault otherwise benefits, they otherwise benefit by having a world champion driver they've created miracles with. They benefit with the fact that it's a big name. It's one of the most legendary names in, in the world of motorsport. Uh, it's somebody who's, you know, actually proved his talent in other series outside of Formula One in these two years that he's been racing. And when it comes to handling his tantrums, you know, I really hope uh, Cyril is able to do two things. One is to literally put it in his contract that he cannot say rude things about Renault in the press or worse, <laughs> even on radio. Okay. Or, or second, you know, given how technologically advanced uh, Formula One is, you know, Renault just has a radio cancelling device that the minute Alonso is, you know, saying something negative about the project. Oh, boy. Yeah, that's, that, that's something that McLaren and Honda learned the, the rather hard way. And again, that relationship didn't really end well. But we are hoping that Fernando Alonso does well over here. But we have to discuss what's in it for Formula One. Now, the rumor mill says that Liberty Media are in part paying some of Fernando Alonso's salary for this one because of all the benefits involved. Think of it, the biggest winner in this whole scenario, Fernando Alonso coming back to F1, isn't Fernando, it isn't Renault, but it is in fact Formula One. Now, we know for the fact that Spain is a critical market for Formula One. And now that they've got Carlos Sainz in a supposedly top seat at Ferrari, having Fernando Alonso, national icon back in a team like Renault, that will just see the TV ratings explode. And the Spanish Grand Prix, of course, is also secured for the medium to short term as well. So it's all planning up rather well for Liberty Media over here. And as you rightly mentioned, a global brand in Fernando Alonso coming back to Formula One. So for F1, it literally is a win-win. Even though they may have to pay a couple of million pounds every single year to keep Fernando at Renault, I think it's a major advantage for them. I think it's an investment worth making. Absolutely. And, you know, we've seen Bernie do this in the past. You know, maneuver the best drivers in the best seats and make sure that the best drivers are racing in Formula One. So it wouldn't hurt Liberty Media to actually, you know, pick a page or two from Bernie's book of management. Of course, not all of it is relevant in today's day and age. But, you, you know, in the case of Fernando Alonso, it's, it, it is a worthy investment. Okay. Fernando Alonso literally single-handedly ended up building the Spanish uh, Formula One market, right? And, you know, in the case of Carlos Sainz Jr., like I said on, you know, a TV show just yesterday, he's still junior when it comes to, you know, eliciting the passion that, you know, that one Absolutely. would require from the Spanish fans. So, I think it's great for uh, Formula One in the business sense of things. Also, let's remember, if Fettel leaves at the end of 2020, and if Kimi Raikkonen, you know, decides to not, you know, uh, uh, renew his contract with Alfa Romeo, 
And again, if you know Hamilton is uh, is a seven times world champion, Formula One might just face a situation where Fernando Alonso, uh, you know, is needed, and he will be the only other world champion apart from exactly. on the grid. So it's a great way to appeal to the old purists like you know you and I are, as well as you know having all the young drivers to appeal to the newer. A younger generation of fans, so it will be a good uh, balance and a mix of experience as well as youth, uh, you know, for Renault as well as for Formula One. Indeed, and quite a few fans are excited to see Fernando Alonso back in. And normally, these are the fans that have been watching Formula One for quite a while. These are the regulars. But when you compare to what's the entire scenario happening now, a lot of people on Twitter, especially, it's it's a platform that can go wild, as we all know. They are saying that this particular moves. This particular move, I'm so sorry, actually blocks out the opportunity for multiple young drivers. I mean, if you take a look at the amounts that Renault has invested into their driver academy, they've got quite a few drivers waiting in the wings. And when you consider Guan Yu Zhu, when you consider Christian Lungard, it's just a major opportunity for them lost. And I know on one side you can say that okay, these guys are not ready yet, and they may not really have the super license points. But considering the way things are going, they may they may very well have them has those have those points. I'm sorry, at the end of the year and The thing is, with them, Renault have pretty much justified that the driver academy is just a little bit of a gimmick because they said quite publicly that by 2021 we want to have one of our academy graduates in the team. 2021 is here, but the graduates aren't. That's that's rightly said. You know, Renault have said several, made several such statements, including how they would have been on the podium a couple of years ago, and you know, various things that you know we all we almost really make fun of. But the truth is that maybe Renault feel that uh, their current two, uh, you know, junior academy drivers aren't really uh, worth a, a promotion in 2021, and maybe they might just have the chance in 2022 because you know Esteban Ocon is on loan from Mercedes. Let's remember that as well. Also, I think something that would have uh, you know impacted Renault's decision is you know their senior most driver in the academy who was doing really well, Antoine Hubert. You know, we know that he, you know he's he passed away at a race yeah. last year. So, uh, personally speaking, uh, you know, yes, there is this whole young driver craze that's going on. You know, we asked the same question when Kimi Raikkonen came back, saying, "Should a younger driver have had the chance?" But to me, Formula One is about the best drivers. I don't really care about the age. Absolutely. You know, if Alonso at forty is able to outperform Ocon, who's in his early twenties, why not? And that said, let's remember Ocon is already a young driver by all standards. Okay, so Renault are are right in making the choice um, that is best suited for their project, and uh, by that I really hope that their emotional energies are all aligned because that's the one thing where you know Alonso has struggled with with finding a team that sort of is able to you know keep him uh, invested emotionally. And you take the case of McLaren, the the season he left McLaren. Ended up being McLaren's best season since several years, and 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 you see now it's a statistic that McLaren have been uh, on the podium twice in three races, and you know it was it was Fernando Alonso who endured all the mess at McLaren, and now it's Lando and Carlos Sainz who are you know benefiting from from uh, staying stable, you know believing in the project, and then just moving on. So that's hopefully one thing Fernando is able to do: be calm, be patient. Despite you know growing older, and just wait till things come to him. Absolutely, and that's going to be so much fun to watch. But just before we wrap up this video, Kunal, I have a question for you on a personal level. Now, as a fan, I mean, at the end of the day, regardless of the fact that we're all Formula One journalists and we're working in the sport or whatnot, 
at the end of the day, we're all Formula One fans. And as a fan, to keeping all the professionalism aside, what is your opinion on this move? As a fan, are you really excited about it? Or what's your take? Personally, I'm, I'm not really so eager and keen because I feel there are more young, exciting drivers that I would like to see more than Fernando Alonso. But what's your take on the same? So uh, my, my take is actually on fairly similar lines. Okay, I'm, I'm really happy to see Fernando Alonso back and what he's able to do against these youngsters. But I'll put it another way that I was, in fact, even more excited to see what Fernando Alonso was capable of doing outside of Formula One. He's had phenomenal success. You know, he's won uh, the 24 hours of Lamar twice and he's, he's made this whole, uh, you know, he's made this whole noise about how the triple crown is so important and he was going to try and chase it. He, he drove in the Dakar rally as well. And to me, those pursuits were a lot more fun because he's the only driver, you know, in, in motorsport, as we call it, or only Formula One driver who dared to go beyond Formula One and have fun elsewhere, you know, create uh, uh, accolades and win accolades elsewhere. So that to me was actually a lot more exciting and inspiring, uh, you know, uh, than hoping that he doesn't struggle in the Formula One midfield come 2021. So that's how I see it. Yes, you know, there is another thought that he can still do the Dakar when he's 50 and 60 years old, like Carlos Sainz Sr. and the likes. But, you know, so long as, you know, uh, Fernando doesn't come back to the old Fernando, as we know, and he comes back more refreshed, more patient, more recharged. Uh, I, I think uh, that's the only uh, personality of Fernando I hope to see. Otherwise, he's probably better off having fun outside of the world of Formula One. Absolutely. Well, we all can't wait to see how Fernando Alonso returns back to Formula One. And well, let us know your thoughts about this move. I mean, quite a few people are partisan about this. What, are you, what is your take on this, folks? Feel free to comment all of this down in the comment section below. And if you like this video, don't forget to like and share this video with your friends and family members and subscribe to the channel as well. Once again, thank you so much for watching and see you for the Syrian GP. Bye-bye. Thanks, Samuel. Bye. Era, new ambassador for WW, Weight Watchers Reimagined. The new MyWW Plus, our most holistic program ever, helps you tackle the many elements that contribute to weight loss with tools to plan meals and get you moving. Join today with a limited time offer at WW.com.